Sounds on Vinyl, the show where a couple of guys drink from the horns and celebrate listening to the best music on vinyl. And now, here are your hosts, Mike and Phil. Hey, hey, welcome to the Sounds on Vinyl show. As always, my name is Phil Boyer. I have not changed my name, probably won't. But maybe you never know. I might go with some Viking name like Lars Larson or something like that. I so think you should. That, that could be that. That could be fun. Mm. But again, with me every single time we do a show is my brother from another mother, Professor Rockstar Extraordinaire, Viking historian, Mister Mike Svensson. Mike, how the hell? is it over there in the land of raping and pillaging? Oh, those intros, man. Oh, <laughs> it's getting better, better every time. We talked about this. I should edit out that, and I I mean, carried it around on my phone and, and just, so who are you? And just play that tidbit. <laughs> Professor Rockstar Extraordinary. Good Lord. It's good. It's good. Um, I'm on vacation. Uh, since I'm a teacher, I have like eight weeks off. So it's um, Must be um, nice. buying a Oh, yeah, it is. It is. Charging my batteries, listen, listen to a lot of vinyl records. Uh, I got a special crate uh, that I set aside for stuff that I need to listen to back to back during the summer. Uh, reading some books, biographies, and, and so forth. And, of course, go record hunting. So um, There you go. And yeah, and I've been to London. Yes, London, baby. You just got back yes. from London. Oh, I got back from London. I, I, I have so much good stuff, but I'll have to start with this. I have to start with the most metal thing that I've seen on a TV screen in a very long time. I'm a sh- I'm a, I'm a huge fan of a show called Stranger Things <laughs> uh, on Netflix, and it's in the period of time when you and I were teenagers. Mm-hmm. And of course, throughout the show, you you get to listen to Motley Crue, you get to listen to uh, Rat and and Dio and 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 whatnot. And now, okay. This is a spoiler alert for people who haven't seen the last season, season four. But I have to bring this up since the band itself has commented on this. I'm talking about, of course, I have to raise this up right now. So if you're watching on YouTube, I'm holding up this album. It's Metallica's Master of Puppets. And one of the characters in the show He's called Eddie Munson, and he's me. He's me when I was like 16, <laughs> 17 years old. He's a full-on metalhead. He wears a, a, a cut-out jeans jacket with a, with a deal patch on his back and, and whatnot, and he plays the guitar. And there is, yeah, well, uh, for you have, you guys have who have seen the show, there is always stuff going on with with evil forces at work and and Eddie climbs up on this trailer with his big amplifier and he has his guitar with him 
and he's trying to fight off some minions that, that are attacking and he blasts monster of puppets. And of course it is from the recording of monster of puppets from 1986. And he's running through almost the whole song and he's standing there with his long hair, head banging, and it's so freaking awesome. Even Metallica, I read a, 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 a comment, like I think it was yesterday. They said, we we watched the show, we watched uh, the, the character Eddie Munson shred Metallica's Monster Puppets, and we're so freaking honored to be a part of this. It's, it's so full-on metal. So uh, mm-hmm. I had to to bring that up, Metallica's yeah. Monster Puppets in Stranger Things, and and this particular shows on season four. It's we're up to the year nineteen eighty six, and yeah. and I remember vividly nineteen eighty six. There wasn't a bigger band back then than Metallica, and there wasn't a bigger album than Monster Puppets, mm-hmm. and it, and it and it's crazy. Yeah, that was uh, pretty cool. I don't, oh, I don't yeah. watch the show. I, I watched the first season. I'm like, this isn't, this isn't my thing. I mean, I like no. the conceptually. I, I, I like it. It just, I, I just, it's not my thing. But my wife Kate watches it, and yeah. she's like, um, in, in the season finale of Stranger Things, um, Metallica was on it, and I'm like, oh, really? Uh, like, yeah. She's like, yeah. One of the characters got up there and played one of their songs, and in this whole thing, and. And I'm like, oh, what, what song was it? Well, my wife doesn't really know Metallica. She hates Metallica. <clears throat> She's not a Metallica fan. <laughs> so she she like kind of looked it up, and it was uh, it, obviously Master of Puppets. And mm-hmm. so she tried to find the video but couldn't. But then I ran across it, and I watched yeah. it. And I have to say, you know, we, we've begun to see a lot more metal as metal becomes classic rock now, like yeah. ACDC yeah. and even Black Sabbath, mm-hmm. the show – billions the main characters a metalhead and so there's a lot of yeah. metal in that show and yeah. i gotta say for the most part when shows put metal on the edits suck they really do a a pretty shitty job on the way they edit it stranger things though like you said they pretty much had like three quarters of the song in it yeah and the way yeah. they edit it together was fucking awesome like they did it, a it really good yeah. job with that yeah yeah, yeah. that was a and lot of fun I, to I watch think- yeah, and I think that's why Metallica, uh, I, I mean, uh, they they go out on a limb tr- uh, supporting stuff. Uh, they could, like, say, yeah, we saw it. It's it's good. Thank you. But it, it was a real statement from the band where they, they, they talked about the, the segment. They, they talked about, so it, it was very clear that they had watched it. And they were really happy about it, and they said we're we're quite honored to to be a part of this show since it's it's like the biggest thing ever. And at, at the bottom, uh, I think I I can't remember it, uh, wh- where I read it on Blabbermouth or whatever. It said right now, Monster Puppets the song is is charting again. So it's like yeah, in, it's, in... it was number twenty six <clears throat> on their global chart. Yeah, and when yeah. you look at that chart, it's all like Metallica's the out. Like, what band doesn't belong here? <laughs> it's Metallica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all like you yeah. know the I don't know. I, I don't even know yeah. any of those bands. Like, but whatever. It, it's all like 
Justin Bieber and all that kind of crap yeah. that's on there. Yeah. And it's for Metallica to be sitting like midway through. And that's always been to kind of deviate a little bit. My argument against our strict copyright rules. You look at what Stranger Things did for Metallica. They took this band that doesn't even really belong on this chart when you compare it to the other bands and put them there. Mm-hmm. And I feel yeah. like, you know, the record labels need to get a little more, little more lenient and like we should be able to play a little bit of master right now, but we can't. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise no. we'd go to jail unless we wanted yeah. to pay thousands and thousands of dollars to license the song. Yeah. So, but you know, even a show like ours, we're, we're not as big as Stranger Things. Obviously, we're close, but we're not quite there yet. <laughs> we we could still, I feel, sell some records or chart some bands. I feel like we could do that, and we try to with some of the independent bands. You know, yeah. we we try to do that, and and I feel like you know this just goes to show what can be done when you do things the right way, and you can feature. Oh, yeah music and and i get the yeah. licensing thing i mean we have a licensing company quick plug if you guys need some music for your podcast or your video you can go to boozhoundmusic.com and get very affordable music for license this is music like metallica not metallica but like metallica mike's music's up there so you can go license stuff that mike's done with his bands and stuff like that so there you go but i'll get off my my quick plug but yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, but yeah but that, that was really cool to see yeah and 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 thinking about like i mean metal has its ups and downs uh it, it's mostly people like you and i who grew up in, in like in the early 80s who are like still maybe buying albums or or going out on a limb by buying both t-shirts and 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 concert tickets and and vinyl records and so forth because that's what we have done since we were kids and nowadays it's reaching a new audience so and vinyl record sales are up uh, and i think it's cool to see that metal is is up there and it's it's important again and i i'll, I'll give you a um uh, another example: We we went to to the movies to to watch. Uh, my son is a big Marvel fan, so so we're watching the no, the new Thor movie, Love and Thunder. And throughout the entire movie, Guns N' Roses was playing. <laughs> and I'm thinking, wow, this is pretty cool. Uh, Welcome to the Jungle is is well, it's in a lot of movies, but they play mm-hmm. Paradise City, the play Sweet Child of Mine, and they played something from You Sure Illusion. And and that's fine and good, but in the end, in the end credits, uh, I could hear right from the get-go when, when when the song started out, it was Rainbow. I mean, sorry, Dio's Rainbow in the Dark. Oh, I mean, could yeah, you believe yeah. it? And I'm wow. thinking, wow. Do you know how the song starts? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, and I'm sitting there uh, watching the end credits because there is always uh, tidbits after the, the, the movies ended after the credits. So, so my son always wants to stay to see if, if there is some secrets in, in, after the credits. So I'm sitting there and I'm singing along. I can't help myself. <laughs> and, 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 and my son looks at me and says, this is Dio, right? Because he, he's into Holy Diver and so forth. And I'm so happy. Yeah. 
This yeah. is D, your man. I'm sitting there using, I'm doing my horns to my son. And people are leaving the theater, watching me. I'm sitting, always sitting in the back, going like this. It's a rainbow in the dark. I mean, for, for, uh, uh, I mean, Dio, the, the solo stuff, it's not that uh, as big as the Sabbath stuff that he did or or, right. or Rainbow. And I hope to God that uh, Rainbow in the Dark also climbs the charts so that we can see some some fresh stuff up. Uh, I mean, a mix of, of new newer stuff and, and right. stuff. Because I, I don't think that, that the kids uh, necessarily don't think it's it's a bad music they don't they don't know it exists right uh, exactly. so so uh f- the first thing i did when when my son uh, started to get interested in like kiss and and he heard enter the sandman and he heard welcome to the jungle and so forth and and i said whoa that's cool do you like this oh yeah love it okay well listen to this oh fucking hell man so the uh, first time I played Holy Diver, he was like, oh, man, what's this? And and I, I, I talked him through the whole deal with Ron James Dio. And I played him some Rainbow. I played him some Sabbath. Oh, I've heard this Sabbath song. My God, this is great. Uh, so and I think that that kids nowadays need to be reminded through their platforms, movies, serious tiktok and and whatnot a, a guy like alice cooper he's big on tiktok right now because he does does some some scary stuff over there and, and plays some <laughs> tidbits of his music and and people are like shitting their pants and thinking this is the greatest thing ever but i mean kids they don't know m- much about alice cooper but through the the right platforms we can still spread the metal I think that's very mm-hmm. important. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, you, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned uh, Dio, and my wife, uh, this is like a while back, she was watching some TV show, and she's like, hey, listen to this. Do you know who this is? And I'm listening to it. I'm like, yeah, that's Black Sabbath with Ronnie Dio. That's Die Young right there. That's, you know, and, and it's like mm-hmm. Die Young was, and they played like a good portion of it, man. And it was yeah. like, it was so cool, you know, yeah. to hear that, not, not, not just the usual Sabbath that you hear with Ozzy, but you hear the Dio stuff too, mm. which was really yeah, cool. Yeah, it's it's really, really cool. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> well, I got a little sidetracked, but I thought it was important to, to, to bring up of monster puppets in, in Stranger Things. I mean, how cool is that? So, <laughs> and, it, and it was, Master! <laughs> oh, man, we could go on all day. We could sing the song, but yeah, well, we're not going to do that. But no. okay. So moving along to to I mean, oh yeah, oh yeah. I've been to London, one of the coolest cities I know. Um, I've been to a couple of them, but London is always I got a special thing in my heart. So <clears throat> I thought I'll I'll because uh, I I of course I went record hunting between all all the stuff that I did with my family. So they had to bear with me, but it, it's all in good fun because my son is. He likes that too, uh, going in and crate digging with me and say, "Hey, how about this one?" So, but uh, I'm going to talk about some of the stores that I visited. I uh, I picked up, picked out uh, like three or four stores that that 
uh, I thought stood out. I went to uh, around like eight or ten, but um, there is a there is a change uh, right now in um, in vinyl collecting, and and uh, it hmm, how should I say it with um, more uh, diplomacy? Um, people that think they can make money out of hoarding a lot of vinyl records, open up a store. And it's utmost crap that they're trying to sell for like ten dollars, and you 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 take out the album from the sleeve and you think, what the fuck have you been doing with this record? Have you used this as a frisbee on on the <laughs> pavement? What the fuck is going on here? And you want ten ten bucks for this one? Oh come on! It was a lot of that. Which, which I uh, thought was really, really depressing. But hmm. I went to uh, Camden. It's, uh, it's a special area in, in, uh, in London where you can meet people like myself, long-haired rockers, punks, uh, and, and whatnot. And it's a special vibe. There, there's a lot of shops that you don't see anywhere else and a lot of record stores. So I I went to a couple of record stores there, and one of them was one of the oldest. I have I have notes. I've taken notes in my notebook here, uh, which is kind of old school, don't you think? It's so old I, I wrote it down with a pen, not digital. Kids, you kids out there, it's it's done with a pencil, in a paper. In a book, it's a black book. I'm holding it up. If you're watching YouTube, you can see it. But, well, you know. So, uh, one of the oldest record stores in in Camden. It's called Out on the Floor Records, Camden's oldest record so- shop. Thirty years, and still going strong. How Damn. about that? Yeah, sweet. Uh, and then I uh, visited uh, a place called Soho, uh, which is a uh, uh also um it, we get soho all over the world but but it's it's in london you got soho with with there is um, st- stores where where you can buy t-shirts and and you can buy um, um yeah really cool uh, paraphernalia and and accessories with music content you know rolling stone t-shirts and metallica and so forth and and mm-hmm. bell bottoms and 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 uh, uh, belt buckles and, and so forth so i went to a couple of record stores there uh, reckless records in soho and sister ray in soho so those are the three that i'm going to talk about today uh and of course i have to mention the records that's why we're here. So I'm reaching down on the floor here and picking up my first one. It's White Snake Saints and Sinners. And of course, in Phil's head right now, he says, Don't you have this album already? <laughs> yes. But we talked about this. Yes. But it's it's the the special thing about this one. It's it's an original UK pressing from 1980. <gasps> I have to look. I have to look. 1982. So this is a special one. 
Now, let me interrupt you real quick because I, I mm-hmm. want to. Yeah. I, I feel like this is important. These yes. record stores, yeah, are we talking used and new, or mainly used? And and did you get like, is this used, or is this, this is, something new? This this is used. This is used. This is used. Okay. I, yeah. Uh, all of the stores had some new albums in store. Uh, I think except for the, no, all of them, all of them had a section with new records too, but I'm all always buying, uh, used albums because, uh, I, I want the original stuff. That's what I'm looking for. So, <clears throat> uh, this is, I, I, when I, when I go into a record store like this, I'm always looking for original pressings. And since Whitesnake is a UK band, uh, perhaps not nowadays, except for David Calverdale, but back in the day, uh, most of the people on here were from from uh, the UK. So you got Iron Pace uh, playing the drums at some point in 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 Whitesnake and 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 so forth. And you got John Lord at some point also in in White Snake, uh, uh, but I'm looking for specific stuff, and we talked about this with with Soren. So I'm I'm looking at the label, uh, and for you guys that uh, have YouTube and you're watching and holding in this upside down, it's the Liberty label that I'm looking for right there. Mm-hmm. It's a liberal label, and yeah, it's uh, you, yeah, it's a UK original pressing. And how do I know that? Well, White Snake at some point. This is actually one of the first White Snake albums that I own that has like maiden little tidbits of messages. You you know we talked about this with with the run out groove. It's it's right there uh, f- from the c- centerfold. Um, uh, center hole, sorry, uh, with the label, and there's uh, an area that which is much blanker th- than the, the the rest of of the stuff. It's called the runout groove. So, and it's mostly used for for like uh, uh, mastering engineers because they rarely get their name on the album. So they they started to to uh, uh, carve their initials in the runout groove, uh, and there is quite a f- quite a few famous uh one of them is is rl it's for robert ludwig bob ludwig who, who did a mastering of of uh the zeppelin 2 kiss alive he, he done some hendrix bowie stones and, and so forth so he started doing his initial but then uh all of a sudden some of the band uh were able to be a part of this too and say hey could we do some fun so I to my knowledge uh um I think it was I think it was Maiden who started out doing special messages and I wrote some of them down that I think it's it's all in good fun uh from from uh um uh number of the beast it says in the runout groove give it some headbutts <laughs> and, and and nobody knows what the hell does that mean and on the other side, it says Nix, N-I-C-K-Z. 
which is I don't know. So and and this one I knew about this one. So White Snake has a message uh, that say on the on the one side it says the gay blades strikes again. <laughs> okay. I don't know. And on the other side, it says, we wish you well. And, and, and it's between the matrix numbers and, and the messages. It's, I think this is like, uh, the, the stuff that gets me off. I think it's, it's so much fun. <laughs> uh, and then I know it's, it's an original pressing, uh, once there is a message in this one. And it is, it has to, uh, have, one of these inner sleeves, printed inner sleeves with with uh, the lyric sheets. So you can read the lyrics. Uh, and there are songs like Here I Go Again, Rock and Roll Legion, uh, Dancing Girls, Saints and Sinners, of course. And, of course, if it's truly, 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 truly an original, it comes with a merch sheet. And I have to show you this. So, and this is a chance for you right now. Go on, head over to YouTube and, and watch this beauty. And it's a merch sheet where you can buy T-shirts. You can buy buttons. You can buy a program, a metal badge, a patch, and so forth. And the, I, I love reading this. Offers expires April 30th. 1983 new prices (laughs) on application uh so and you buy a t-shirt for five pounds that's sort of like uh six dollars or something like that and you buy a sweatshirt for like 10 pounds and sort of like what what could that be like 10 or 11 dollars like there and a, a a button badge for like 50 pence and a metal badge for, for a pound. And <laughs> you can fill out the order form right there, uh, state your name and address and, and country and, and so forth. And they'd send in exclusive merchandise from concert publishing, White Snake. I, I just love, I mean, it, you rarely see the merch sheet in, in mint condition like this is. Yeah, that it, looks good. Barely, yeah, it's barely touched, uh, and it's, I mean, it's, I mean, I almost cried. I almost cried because <laughs> it, it's so much fun. Because this is, uh, in, in, in all kidding aside, I, I am a history teacher, and, and, and this is actually why uh, history is so important for me. I, it started out with this, trying to, to figure out when I was a kid, Hey, um, Kiss is from the U.S., from a city called New York. And bear in mind, I'm like eight and nine years old. So I, I had to, to bring out the big atlas and to look, look it up. And, and I'm sitting there with my loop and trying to figure out where uh, New York were and, and, and so forth. And, and, so, and be able to have a piece of history like this. With the merch sheet, merch sheet like this, merchandise sheet, should say it correctly. Uh, it's it's well, I'm a happy camper, as you can see. 
There you uh, go. If you're nice. watching YouTube, you can see I'm smiling. Smiling. So, so yeah. my first find from Reckless Records in Soho, London, an original UK pressing of uh, White Snake Saints and Sinners. And I have to look at my notes because I wrote down a couple of notes um, and to see if I mention everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I did. It's it's all in good fun uh, to find stuff like this. And I paid uh, 12 bucks for it. Uh, wow, 12 bucks. Yeah. 12 bucks. Yeah. For an original nice. pressing. It, nice. It's sort of like around 30 to $35 uh, in this condition. Cause it's, hmm. it's, I would give this uh, both the sleeve and, and the merch sheet and, and inserts and, and everything else. Uh, it's in excellent condition. Uh, we talked about it the grading it. system. Yeah. We talked about the yeah, grading system. It looks system. good. I mean, it's, there's a yeah. little war, wear on the, the corners, yeah. but other than yeah. that, man, it's yeah. like. Yeah. And, and it's, it's an awesome. album from like 1982. What's that, 40 years ago? Don't don't go there, Jeez, No, oh, come on. yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, now I still. feel now I feel old. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so and uh, moving along, um, I'm thinking this this is uh, um, except for my rant on the Stranger Things and Metallica. This is a London special since I found some really good stuff, and I found this one, and. There is stuff missing here, but still, I had to buy it because, 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 because it is Deep Purple. The Deep last Purple. concert in Japan. I really dig this lineup. It's called The Mark IV with Tommy Bowling, Glenn Hughes, I Am Pace, um, of course, David Coverdale. Um, and uh, uh, John Lord uh, and this is a, a Japanese pressing and if if you uh, remember it should have a, it, which is called an obi strip right there uh, it's supposed to have uh, all the the, um, uh, the the information on how to buy the album the, 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 the Japanese manufacturers uh Everything is explained on the Obi strip in Japanese, so you know the price and and what what you're buying and so forth. Uh, I don't know why. I think people of Japan can read English, but still, it was it was miss it's missing uh, the Obi strip. But so, uh, and for some collectors, this is an incomplete. Japanese pressings because you can't mm. buy a Japanese pressing without an Obi strip. Uh, people say, but I can because it <laughs> it cost me ten ten bucks. I couldn't ten pass bucks. that up. Ten bucks, there you go. right there. And it's from a record store called Sister Race in in Soho. And look how beautiful this is. Uh, and I'm I'm showing this. So if you want to head over to YouTube. Uh, uh, you can check it check it out. I'm I'm showing all the the inserts and stuff, but uh, of course I'm I'm gonna talk about it. So if you're listening, so you you don't miss out that that much. But it's a, it's an insert uh, where you have um, 
uh, all all the stuff the the stuff that hap- that's happening on on the album uh i'm i'm holding it up like this uh insert sheet with lyrics and and and, and, and um uh liner notes in in japanese and yeah. on the other side uh, I've, if i uh, flip it over it's all the songs in english excellent uh which is is kind of cool so you got like uh this is um i'm i'm swearing in the church right now this is one of my favorite lineups with with uh uh the purple with david calvadale um uh, and glenn hughes on 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 vocals you got songs like burn love child uh you keep me moving lady luck smoke on the water of course uh soldier of fortune and uh, so this is a, a really really great album and uh, it sounds amazing the 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 cover art is a, it's a bit scruffed uh there is tears on 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 the uh, on, on the cover right there but it's thick paper from the, like the 70s it's uh, it was released in 1977 and it's a recording from 1975 and the, the, uh, the I, I always check the the vinyl itself for for hairlines and and uh, and and whatnot on it and it's it's in perfect condition uh, I'm holding it up and you can see it's shiny all shiny and new and you got the label right there it's Warner Brothers uh, and it's it's uh, printed with with uh, permission uh, from Warner Brothers USA and licensed uh, uh, for the uh, the Japanese audience. Uh, the Purple Last Concert in Japan. Burbank, home of Warner Brothers Studio, it says here. Uh, which is kind of cool. So I'm always checking the vinyl itself. Um, I, If it would uh, set me back like 20 bucks, I wouldn't have bought it because I needed the OB strip for that. But since it's on, only like $10, I, I, I couldn't pass it up. I had to take it with me. Had to take it home, take care of it, sh- share it. Give it a good place to stay. And oh oh hang out. Yeah. yeah! Had to save it from the crates. I. That's why I <laughs> always say I do. I ha- I save the albums from the crates. It couldn't couldn't just be there on its own. It it has to to come with Mike. It's a good thing you're not into dogs. Or pets of some kind, because <laughs> <laughs> I gotta it give is. it a good home, man. Yeah, I gotta give it a good home. <laughs> so, is this dog one hundred and fifty you got right now? Oh, I've already got man, one hundred oh, Dalmatians. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Do I need another so, one? <laughs> <laughs> Do I need another one? No, I don't know. So uh and of 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 course um um it's uh, I forgot to mention it's recorded at the the famous Budokan Hall in in Japan where Kiss have played the Beatles and and uh, Sheep Trick and 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 whatnot so it's um it's really really good stuff so a uh, very very good condition I would give it a very good plus for the the vinyl itself uh, since it's uh, in very good condition, uh, just a couple of hairlines, no no scruffs, no scratches at all, 
and some dust, but but I had a, some anti-static cleaner that so I I cleaned the record and I played it and it, and it plays very very well. So um, so that was that really cool stuff. Now there we go. Yeah, so Sister Race in Soho, check it out. That, that was a great store, really great store. I I think I have some pictures. We could maybe we could should post that and and because I I, mm-hmm. I did some posts on on uh, the Sounds of Vinyl Instagram account and I tagged Sister Race, which gave me a thumbs up for for promoting them. And I think it, when you have a, a great store. And and you take care of your records like that. You you you, de- you deserve to be mentioned because uh, it's it's hard, man. It's hard running a store. And uh, so Sister Race, and this is another one from Sister Race. This is Saxon denim and leather right there. Uh, and we we actually talked about this pressing before because this this is a low budget pressing. This is a repress. Uh, on a label called Fame, you remember I told you about those. Yes, uh, with the infamous with, Fame. Yes, yeah. Label and mm-hmm. yeah, and they of course had to have all of their logo plastered there on on the on the um, on the on the label. It says Fame right there, uh, and of course in on the front cover in one of the corners. It, it, actually, this is. Uh, somewhat hidden, uh, very fine, but it says fame up in the right corner. And I got an, a Maiden album, which is a big fame logo on the front, which is horrible. And so why on God's earth did I buy this one, you might ask? Well... I was going to uh, actually ask that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's... It's almost in. It's almost in mint. I wouldn't say mint per se, but it's in very, very excellent condition. It's one of the nicest records I've seen from like thirty years ago. It's a repress, so it's re- was released in nineteen eighty seven. the The album itself is from nineteen. <gasps> I should know this by heart. Uh, 1981, denim and letter from 1981, and this is a repress from 1987. So, why did I buy this one? It's because it it only cost me five bucks. So five bucks with a, with an album that is in excellent condition, uh, both the the record itself and the sleeve, and so. Sometimes when I have original pressings like the White Snake, I have, I think I have this one in in an original pressing. I'll save this one for the archives, and I'll play this one instead. The, this yeah, I was fame. gonna, I was gonna say yeah. that that would be a good one to play and not, yes, and yeah. keep the originals for <clears throat> yeah the yeah. the original sound uh, somewhat a tiny bit better. But it, if I like play the original like one or two times a year, and and I play this for the most part of the year, that will save me the original pressing. So, um, and this is a nerd talking right now, uh, 
for for people listening it maybe it doesn't make any sense at all buying like uh you know me if if you follow the sounds on vinyl podcast or you found followed the sounds on vinyl instagram account you know that i own multiple copies of of certain albums because alive is one of them those albums um so and they sound different a couple of them the japanese pressings sound way better and we talked about this before because it's a smaller pressing plants uh, they don't press as many records as as they do in both us and, and europe so uh, mm-hmm. um, and that's why it uh, it sounds better with japanese pressings so um oh i got sidetracked right now so i but it, this is um in excellent condition and once again if you're watching youtube uh, i'll try to show you this it's it's shiny you can you can see uh yeah it looks really uh, nice yeah uh, you can actually see this in in the video i i think i didn't think that it, it would show but um you got some, I mean, some of my favorite uh, uh, Saxon songs, uh, Princess of the Night, Never Surrender, oh, Out of I Control. Yeah. Never surrender when you're up against the wall. You see? Uh, play it loud. Uh, and if I uh, flip it over, side two, you got, uh, and the bands played on. I mean, and the bands played. And Midnight Rider, Fire in the Sky, and of course, Denim Letter. Uh, I I I got to to watch Saxon at this year's Swin Rock Festival, and it's I mean, come on, it's Saxon, man! I had to buy this one. I mean, what's what's there to say? It's it's crazy. It is crazy because I I I love Saxon. I actually go. I'm going uh, uh going to see them in October. They're coming to to um, KB. In Malmo, oh. um, and in Swedish, it's Kulturbolaget in Malmo. Uh, so go watch Saxon, and with uh, supporting at Diamondhead. Diamondhead, remember those new wave of British metal? Jeez, Diamondhead, one of Lars Ulrich's fi- favorite bands. Diamondhead. So, mm-hmm. um, whoosh! I've been talking. I think yeah. I'm, I'm. I think I'm gonna. Um, I think this is it. I, I bought it? a couple. Yeah, I think I bought a couple of more, but I think I'm, maybe I'm gonna save them for later. Uh, so I, I'm. I'm not. I'm not. Um, you can talk about it, those next week, maybe. We could. We could. So uh, did I mention everything about Saxon Denim reissue, budget label fame? We talked about this. Uh, and why the hell did I buy it since it's a budget label? <laughs> well, uh, on the other hand, um, talking about those budget labels, uh, they were cheap back in the day. I remember uh, you could buy them. I think there were like between three and four dollars in, in in the mid eighties, something like that. Uh, and the original pressing were. Somewhere around like six and seven bucks, um, mm. around like eighty-five to eighty-nine, something like that. So if if you didn't have money but you wanted to buy uh, uh, the latest release, you can you can buy it on this 
fame labels because uh, a lot of record store in in Malmo had had those. But I always thought they was, hey, what's with this fame? And and a guy in a record store, I remember uh, when when I was a kid, he explained the whole situation with with the fame because I thought this isn't called fame. This is number of the beast. And and what's <laughs> going on here? So and he explained it's a budget budget level and, and it just means it's famous. <laughs> it, it, it is. <laughs> That's it right there. So there uh, yeah, uh, London is always great. I I I had such a great time. Um, me and my family we went round and doing because my son was like nine years old the last time we were there. No. So he doesn't remember much about it, and he's fifteen years old right now. So we went out. We found a, a, a special limited store with only Rolling Stones stuff. Oh wow! It's called the Rolling Stones Sixties. It's in in uh, it's in Carnaby Street, which used to be a, a street where all the musicians back in the sixties went to buy all their clothes. So you got Jimi Hendrix and you got Bowie and the Stones and the Beatles and so forth. And everybody was there at Carnaby Street. So uh, at the end of Carnaby Street, they, they had their own shop with where you can buy vinyl records and you can buy T-shirts and and wow. uh, jackets and, and so forth. And it, that was pretty cool. It, it was, I mean, talking about one, one of the biggest rock and roll bands in the world having their own store in, in, in the middle of London. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's really cool. cool. Yeah, it, it was. So it was... Um, it was a re- really great trip, and if you get the chance, I'll will post this. Uh, but my favorite record stores was Sister Race in Soho and Reckless Records, also in Soho. And just for the heck of it, uh, uh, out on the floor records in 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 Camden, the oldest record shop there, thirty years and counting. Uh, uh, Really, really old stuff, but but it's it, it was cool to see. Uh, didn't buy that much stuff there, but it, it was cool to to uh, go through the crates and 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 seeing everything. And and it's an atmosphere thing for me going into a record shop. Um, uh, I'm I'm sort of like demanding if I go into a record store, there should be a turntable with some music on. It doesn't matter for me what kind of music it is and uh, a shitload of records and, and and people that are interested in in selling you or talking about music and uh both uh reckless records and sister race especially sister race was great at that talking and and, and so forth and very service minded so that's cool i, ha- I have to Sweet. give them my mo- i have to give them my money so so um, <laughs> So I need Take something back. Take my money. So, uh, well, that's it. That's it. That's it. All I right. think that's a solid show right there. Don't you there agree? There you go. We talked about a lot. We covered a lot. And yeah. we're going to do the same thing next week. We're going to have some oh. fun, talk about vinyl. So with that, we will bid you farewell for this episode yes. of Sounds on Vinyl. We'll see all you fuckers next week. So until then. Yeah. Later. Later. This has been the Sounds on Vinyl Show with Mike Spenson and Phil Boyer. Produced by Boozhound Entertainment. 
in cooperation with Booze Hum Music. Intro and outro music by Dead Anarchy, courtesy of Shop Class Records. For exclusive playlists, videos, and other extras, visit soundsonvinyl.com. Thanks for listening, and for all your motherfucking support.